Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ramble, the R Amplified podcast full of real-life stories. No fiction, no fantasy, a true retelling of impactful moments in people's lives. I'm Harry Glicklin. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, so this is Ramble. It's really a podcast full of stories. It's super easy listening. Please feel free to put this on in the background. You know, take a breath, relax. Um, we all have busy lives and we really want Ramble to be that, that little relaxing point for you. And of course, for you to feel like you are just as much a part of the conversation as the people in the conversation. You know, when we were, when we were crafting Ramble, it reminded me of an interview that I saw with Ken Jennings, who if you don't know who Ken Jennings is, he's the man that won the most consecutive Jeopardy games ever, right? And a huge thing, right? And he was doing an interview and someone asked him basically, like, how does he have all this knowledge? How does he just know everything, answer every Jeopardy question? And he said two things. The first thing he said was that he cares. You know, he cares about what other people are telling him. He cares about, you know, the stories that people give him and he listens. And of course, that is something we love about Ramble. And the second thing that he said was that, you know, humans gain education from stories. And that is 100% true. He, he said, you know, anytime someone would talk to him about something, he always followed up with, tell me more. I want to know more. And that was something that really resonated with me, especially, you know, for this podcast, because of course, the stories we're hearing here aren't necessarily going to be about, you know, math and science. But they're about like real people's lives. And I think we can learn so much from each other and the experiences that we've all had walking through this world, whether together or apart, that, you know, I think this podcast is a really great place for that to happen. So we've been working on this podcast for a while now, a couple months now. And when I say we, I promise you it is not just me. We have an entire team of wonderful and creative people working behind the scenes of Ramble, and we are so grateful for all of them and their help in this process. In this episode, you'll be hearing from some of our team to get a taste of Ramble from the people that know it best. Our producer, Brooke Hanser, our content and creative editor, Chloe Fortune, our segment producer, Gabby Smith-Stutzer, digital manager, Abby Camp, and our rotating cast, which she's just been helping out to, Olivia Cotton. We will be hearing from them about the process of putting together a podcast, as well as some beautiful stories on beginnings. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast to find out how to join the conversation and possibly tell your story on an episode. All right, without further ado, let's ramble. So I think first, let's just start about talking about how we made this podcast. You know, we came to a meeting a couple months ago now, basically with nothing. And we said, we're making podcasts, you know, any ideas? And now here we are recording this podcast that really wasn't even in existence at that first meeting. How crazy do you think that is to you guys? Gabby, go ahead. Yeah, so for those who don't know, our theater company is deciding to do podcasts this year because of the pandemic, obviously. But to be honest, if you had told me like last year that I would be part of a podcast during the pandemic of our lives, I would have probably sent you to the nurse and like made sure that you got help at the hospital, treatment, doctors, good, good for help. 
But yeah, this is a really crazy thing to think about. It was two months ago. It feels like a year ago it, to me personally. Abby, yeah, do you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, it really has been such a journey since then. And I just think podcasts, doing podcasts during the pandemic is such a perfect social outlet like for the times now. Since it's online, it's obviously safe and Ramble gives listeners such a great opportunity to connect through audience interaction. It's just a perfect way to build relationships and learn from each other's experiences. I really think that growing from and sharing your experiences with others is majorly important, but listening to the advice and like wisdom of others can be even more significant and impactful. Yeah, 100%. I agree with both Abby and Gabby on that. Yeah, but I mean, definitely the the two months, it has felt like a long time, you know, a lot of work has gone into it is really what we mean by that. And yeah, I mean, as crazy as it is that we're starting a podcast, and we're all kind of sitting here, like, we can't believe it's happening. It's so insane. But honestly, like, I don't know, I don't think it's as as crazy and spontaneous as maybe everyone else does, because I think we put a lot of work into it. And, you know, a lot of preparation has gone into even literally just this episode. Um, And it felt very natural working with everyone. And so I don't know, I'm excited to get this journey started. I actually wanted to take it take it back a little bit again, and go specifically to Brooke, our producer, we love her. Um, but she she was the one that came up with Ramble. It started as this little brainchild in her head at that very first meeting, and it turned into this podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, and so, Brooke, I mean, how insane is that to have your little idea now come to life and, you know, now people are listening to it? No, it's totally crazy because, at, like, during the first meeting, I hadn't even written it down yet. And we're now to the point where I'm at least 15 pages into a whole new notebook and we've had a recording session and we've created a team and multiple, multiple Google Forms. And it just feels like a fully fleshed out idea when at the start, I remember not even fully knowing what I was saying as I said it. And it's it's been really awesome, but also really terrifying because like I've so scared for it to not succeed I've been really hoping this whole time that like we're just gonna keep running and running and running but like now we're getting off the ground and I'm so scared because what if we fall and it's just this like really exciting process that could be so exciting and terrifying at the same time and it is and it's just been amazing Yeah, Chloe, I think you can definitely speak to this one as someone who has been here from the beginning of the podcast and, you know, chose to work on Ramble. Yeah, I've been with Ramble since just slightly after it was created. I joined on as editor when we chose a podcast we wanted to be a part of. And I think what drew me to Ramble was the conversational aspect of it and that it seemed so connected in a time when what we're lacking is connection. So... I think even though I wasn't with it from the beginning, from the very, very beginning, it's just been really great to see it grow. And we've all become so invested in it that it hasn't mattered. We've all joined on at different parts of the process. And we all have gone on this learning curve and this learning journey together, which has been amazing. So we talk a lot about Ramble being the podcast full of telling stories. So let's get into some some stories. So here's where I want to start. So in our entire podcast process, we actually did one 
prior recording for a sample segment. Every podcast was tasked with making a sample segment for their podcast to get a feel of, you know, the tone of the podcast, what it's about, and just get comfortable recording. And so for Ramble, we made a podcast segment about beginnings, as if we were going to do an episode on beginnings. It was never our intention to make this into an episode. It was just there to be our sample segment. And everyone loved it so much that we thought that we should give the people what they want, Um, which is an episode on beginnings. We had some wonderful stories in there that we're going to share today as well. Okay, so with that, I mean, let's move on to our first story. This one was one that we were going to do for the sample episode. And so, of course, we, we felt it was just so fitting to put it in the real beginnings episode. Um, and Chloe, our content and creative editor, um, she has a story on moving to a new school and kind of how that felt for her. One of my first distinct memories of Robinson was standing in the middle of the main hallway, crowded by thousands of students who knew where they were going and knew what they were doing. And it felt like I was dropped into kind of a sea of people who had their bearings and knew their way around the maze of a school that is Robinson. I definitely did not know my way around. In fact, I got completely lost on picture day. It was the third day of school and Robinson is giant. Robinson has a giant main hallway with multiple other hallways off of it, and then sub-schools, which are other areas of classes and lockers, and they're kind of their own little pockets within the school. So navigating it, as you might imagine, is not the easiest thing in the world. So I was walking around on picture day trying to find a gym, which you would think would be really easy to find, but it's not. I got completely lost. So I asked teachers, this was in the middle of class because I took summer PE. So I didn't have a gym class to go take pictures with. So I had to find it myself. So I was walking down the hallway trying to find this and I finally found the gym. And I was like, yay me, I found the gym. So I go in, get in this non-existent line for pictures because no one else is taking pictures. I get in place. I'm ready to take my picture and everything. They they look at my ticket and they're like, you're not a middle schooler. I'm like, no, I'm not a middle schooler. I'm a ninth grader. So they told me that it was for middle school pictures and I had to find Avala Hall. I had no earthly idea where Avala Hall it was. So I start walking back down the hallway, asking more people where Avala Hall is. About 10 minutes later, I think I found it. So I went in, got my picture, and everything was fine. But the funniest thing was my class was in the B sub school, which is where Dabala Hall is. So I was two minutes away from where I need to get my picture taken and took about 20 minutes. So I can only imagine what my biology teacher thought. So I apologized profusely and she was like, you're fine, you're fine. But nevertheless, I still felt very new in that moment and did not know where I was going, but I've never forgotten where Dabala Hall is. So, Chloe, you said that you felt like an outsider. What exactly do you think made that feeling of being an outsider kind of go away or maybe just not as in the forefront? So, obviously, I didn't feel that new forever. I found places to call home. I have actually been in four pyramids, which are the 
groupings of schools within Fairfax County. So I've been in four of them throughout my school career. So I was in the Centerville Pyramid in elementary school and then moved to the Fairfax Pyramid and then moved to the Chantilly Pyramid and then to the Robinson Pyramid for high school. So I've gotten good at transitioning and meeting new people. I've always had a group that moves with me from school to school. So Robinson was a little bit different because there were only four or five of us that came from Rocky Ground, which is where I went to middle school. So I definitely had to find my place. And that has always been chorus and theater. No matter where I've been, I've always found a place to call home and I've found friends and I have made myself at home in chorus and theater. I love the people and I love the arts. So you mentioned about chorus and theater being kind of like a home for you, right? Do you know if there was a moment in chorus or in theater that really struck you and made you feel at home there? Theater is super simple. It was simply conversation. In theater, a lot of times in my class for theater, we would have time just to sit and talk and just hang out at the end of class. So I started finding a group of people that I would sit with every day and just hang out with and get to know better, which for me was super important because just that conversation made me feel a part of the group. And I made friends and I got closer with everybody and I learned more about their story and they learned more about mine, which for me was one of the more important moments early that year in, in theater that helped me establish a place and establish so many connections that I still have today and obviously a lot of my friends are in theater and are in chorus because that's where I feel like I fit and that's where I feel at home. Yeah no that's a lovely story Chloe thank you so much for sharing. I think a lot of people out there including myself can really be inspired by what you were saying in your story finding a home and also just be that community for someone else and that was really amazing I thank you so much. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. It's a blast. So another one of those sample stories from our segment that honestly I was very excited to hear was from Gabby about her moving to the mainland. Um, And you will hear all about that right now. Thanks, Harry. Um, So yeah, when I was, I think about nine, I moved to the mainland from the second smallest island in Hawaii, Kauai. Um, And to get a little insight to that island for y'all, it is literally a small town. Everyone is very comfortable around each other. Everybody knows each other. You see the same people every day. You go to the same food markets. Um, It's very different from the States where I moved afterwards. So my journey went from Hawaii to San Diego to um, Burke, Virginia. And Moving to San Diego was very different from when it was in Hawaii because I went from a small, tiny town to the suburbs, right, where every house looks the same, where every, you know, everyone's playing outside all the time until midnight, which didn't happen for me. Um, But I think the biggest difference for me was what I experienced when I came over here because the culture on Hawaii is very different from San Diego because while Hawaii and San Diego are very diverse, I feel like in San Diego, there's a bit more of the kind of hatred of the modern world. And Hawaii is kind of like a paradise. So, you know, I didn't really grow up around 
anything horrifying, right? I watched the news from time to time, but that was just boring stuff I didn't remember. But uh, I had a reality check when my second week at school, there was an, an a bomb threat that we got to our school and two other schools in the county. And I was, I was like shell shocked. And uh, one of the moments that I remember the most was when one of my friends that I had made handed me one of her guardian angels. It was a little coin and it had an angel on it. And she handed it to me because we thought we were going to die. And I went from the worst thing that could happen is a wild boar running around on campus to you could possibly be blown to pieces. And meanwhile, my twin brother is on campus without me. I don't know where he is. I'm in the library. He's in his classroom. So that was like a terrifying experience for me, a small town girl who just grew up around love and happy and dancing and surfing. And, you know, everything's great to, hey, life sucks. Reality sucks. Um, <laughs> so that was a very stark difference and a very big change for me personally. Um, but when I moved to Virginia, I had kind of gotten in the grip of things when it comes to the mainland and, you know, the culture here and the difference than it is in Hawaii. And I think here I started to really navigate who I was and who I wanted to be and who I wanted to be around. And I think when I first came to Robinson, the biggest thing for me was I want to be around people who make me feel happy and who make me feel validated. And that was theater for me. And I started out in tech in makeup crew and hair and makeup, and I loved it. I loved every second of it. And then in eighth grade, I got into my first show, Cinderella, and those shows really got me through some of the hardest times when I wasn't in a safe home, when I was scared out of my mind and I just needed something to break me through it. And seeing everybody's smiling faces, walking into rehearsal, walking into theater, just kind of felt like everything from reality kind of washed away and I could have a little moment to myself. So I think you, you should really try to grow where you're planted. That's a cheesy Pinterest quote. But it really is true. You got to grow where you're planted and you got to make the best of your situation. And I think that my story and how I adapted really helped me become who I am right now. Wow. Well, I mean, first of all, that was a beautiful story, Gabby. Um, I really enjoyed that. And thank you so much for sharing. I do want to ask, you mentioned um, about theater. And this is kind of similar to actually Chloe's story earlier about theater being like something you love and like a safe place for you. And of course, that sense of community. Um, did you have something like that before you moved to the States? I, I kind of did, but I didn't. Um, I would go to an after school program called A plus every day. So I kind of was with everybody, but it wasn't necessarily a theater program because we did a couple games and, you know, I got treated like an adult cause I was a mature child, but um I didn't really have what theater was because it was completely supervised and I couldn't really um, feel like myself. I wasn't really comfortable within myself. So I was always trying to be a people pleaser back then. And when I got to theater, it felt entirely different. Like I was in control of who I was and what I got to do. And I was going to be collaborating with people instead of being told what to do. So that was the that's the difference. But I kind of did have a little thing like theater back in Hawaii before San Diego. So, Gabby, in your story, you were talking about that bomb threat. Um, and I know this wasn't exactly the point of that part of your story, but you did mention um, 
having some encounters with wild boars and that that was kind of the worst thing that would have happened to you. Um, and I want to know, like, do you have encounters with the wild boars? Like, what was that like? Um, I do. And actually, it's, it's really weird. Um, but my school was right next to a forest, right? The island's basically a forest. And I had a family friend who lived next to me, and they were a big hunter. So there were a lot of boars in the area, and they would always hunt all the time. Um, but th- around that area, I was with one of my friends at the time, and her mom thought it would be a good idea to go try to find the wild boars and go look at them. And thinking back on it, I went and told my dad when I got home from hanging out with them. And he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want you going over there again, because running around trying to chase wild boars isn't the smartest thing to do, (laughs) because they can kill you and they will kill you um, because they are scared of you. Um, But we I remember we were like walking around in this grass part because we had parked on the side of the road because my friend was like, oh, my God, I see one. and we just kind of stood there and it kind of like just watched us and it did it its own thing. But then I think the mom's phone went off and it kind of turned towards us. And I knew there was something in the back of my head that was like, okay, I'm no longer in a safe situation. So I actually grabbed the mom and I was like, let's go back to the car, shall we? And I we got out of there, but that was my experience. And yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Gabby, for sharing your story. Um, like I said before, it was a beautiful story. And thank you so much. Um, and as we've seen, you know, these stories, they started as stories about beginnings. But I think there are so many more connections we can make about community and hope and, and love and friendship. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Definitely, Harry. Thanks for having me. It was awesome to be able to share my story. All right. And now we're going to hear from Olivia Cotton to share a story with us about one of her beginnings. So, you know, the whole thing about this podcast is, well, this one, this episode is New Beginnings. And as a military brat, my dad's in the Air Force, I have had tons of New Beginnings. But I would say the one that that is most impactful to me is my eighth grade year when I moved to Nebraska, it was, it was a really hard move. I was moving from a small subtropical island to a landlocked state. And I was like leaving behind my best friends and everyone. And it just really hit me harder than a lot of other moves I've gone through. And I remember the first day of school, I was so nervous because I knew that I was going to be with a whole bunch of eighth graders that I didn't know, and they probably knew each other very well. So my mom, actually, that day, she told me to bring a book with me to lunch, just in case I were to be alone, or if like I didn't meet anyone. And so that definitely scared me even more, because I was like, oh gosh, like I hadn't even thought of lunch. Like I thought, it was just really like nerve-wracking. I was like, oh my gosh, I had already thought I was gonna be alone the whole day. I didn't even think about lunch. And I remember we pulled up to the school and you could see all the students outside and they were just all together and they were all talking to each other. And I was so nervous to get out of the car because I was like, "Mm, I need to meet people and I don't know how to like talk to them and introduce myself and kind of insert myself in a conversation. And so I remember my mom was like, just get out. You're going to be fine. You could do this. And I got out, but I didn't. 
I didn't talk to anyone <laughs> because I didn't know anyone. And I was like, oh, great. This is already going so great. I don't know anyone yet. And, you know, I go through my whole day pretty much and not knowing anyone. I was being pretty reserved and quiet, which is already unusual for me because I tend to be a really open and, you know, talkative person. I was the person in school that the teacher was like, oh, Olivia's very talkative. She's a chatty Cathy. And so it was really weird for me to be so quiet and not talking to like anybody. It was, I was very timid for sure. And that, but then in gym, um, this one girl, she came up to me and she was like, Hey, I noticed that you were new and, you know, I wanted to get to know you or whatever. She even went on to ask me like if I wanted to like sit with them at lunch. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like my savior, like literally I was so happy that and so relieved that someone had come up to me instead of me actually going and going up to somebody else. And so, you know, I sat at lunch with them and they were all like talking to each other. They all knew each other, which was already nerve wracking, but I was just so happy to be in their company. Like, even if I didn't really have much conversation to make because they were all talking about things, you know, like experiences that they'd gone through together, I still just felt so like secure, I guess, and like safe that I had found someone to sit with. And they went on to be my friends that like whole year. And it was really nice because, you know, it was already a hard year for me. And I think, you know, just being friends with them, they really got me through that. And they really helped me, even if I didn't really talk to them in high school, they just really, they definitely made my year and her coming up to me and asking me to sit, which is such, which is such a small gesture. It's so easy to just ask someone to have lunch. It really made my year. And she even told me later that she had social anxiety. So for that, like going out of your comfort zone and just asking someone to sit for lunch, it's, it's, so like it can seem so scary to you at the time but it can make someone's like day year even like life better just because you went out of that comfort zone and you weren't scared to you know ask someone this nice thing of just lunch with you and it just was really impactful and I'm just so grateful for that so I was you know I was just so happy that I didn't have to read my book and be alone during lunch so it definitely stuck with me yeah that is a a wonderful story um i do have a question though i mean what do you think would have happened i know you you mentioned your mom told you to bring a book to school in case you know you were alone at lunch and of course luckily you weren't and you you said you made some very good friends through it but what do you think might have happened if that person who now we know had social anxiety didn't come up to you and ask you to sit with them and maybe you were left reading that book? I I think, I mean, I would have hoped that I would have met people later on. Um, but I think if I hadn't done something myself, I would most likely be alone because I think there's so many times that you see people alone in the lunchroom and you you kind of not pity them, but you look at them and you're like, oh, they don't, they're not, they're sitting alone. They don't have anyone to sit with, but you don't do anything about it. And I think 
it's so easy to just say no. It's so easy to look at someone and be like, oh, they're sitting alone at lunch, but I'm going to continue eating my lunch. And so I think I probably would have been alone and I, it probably would have upset me. I mean, I hoped that I would have met people through my classes and I probably would, but it would have been scary and I would have been disappointed in myself for sure. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, we've all heard the cliche of, you know, invite someone to your lunch table that's sitting alone. But I mean, you're, you're living proof that it is an important thing and you can make a great friend out of it. And I mean, I like how you also brought in that it's not necessarily easy for the person inviting you either. And I think that was a, a lovely little connection between the two of you. And like you said, it blossomed into a wonderful friendship. But I think I love how you touched on the importance of doing that and just stepping out of your comfort zone as well, I think is also very important. Thank you so much, Olivia. I mean, it was a, a beautiful story and thank you for sharing it. Thank you for letting me have a space to share it. Okay, yeah. So Abby, our digital manager, who we, of course, heard from during the beginning of the podcast, she has stayed throughout this entire conversation with everyone's stories. And although she didn't necessarily have one of her own stories to share, she did see a lot of connections throughout all three of the stories that I would love if she would like to tell us about. So going off of what Harry said, I think he's definitely right about the connections in these stories. I mean, if you just think about how much all of them had in in common, you can really know that everybody has these same kinds of experiences where they feel like the outsider. And usually for the first time, you know, that's the most impactful when it's the first time that you're having the other side of things or you're seeing things from such a new perspective. And I think that when they were all talking, they were really just overall looking for some kind of comfort. And I think that some of them found that in maybe that they had one friend that they knew, like Chloe did, or maybe that they knew that they liked theater. So they just knew that they would come in and be a part of that here, no matter what it took, or that, you know, that one person was really welcoming and they just felt like, well, if one person is like this, why not everybody? I mean, I think it's just so powerful to hear how every story is so cohesive with each other when obviously they all came from different backgrounds they all came from different experiences but I just feel like when people are so welcoming to you and when people are so kind and they just go out of their way to make you feel you know at home and comfortable it those moments just stick in your mind forever I mean if you think about the fact that they're still like talking about that to this day and telling everyone their story and encouraging others to do that and make someone feel like that I just think that it's really special and I think that like Harry said we can all be inspired by that and we can all really put that into our own lives and make people feel that comfort and that love and that kindness that we all have the ability to do. Um, well, that I think is a perfect place to conclude our first episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Please, please feel free to join the conversation. You can follow us on Instagram at let's ramble pod L E T S R A M B L E P O D or you can send us an email at ramblepodcast at rambunctiousteaterco.org. And of course, in both of those places, we have our casting form. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, we would love to have you. So please fill that out. This podcast is for you. This podcast is by you. And we want you to have as many opportunities as possible to be a guest. I, of course, would like to thank our amazing cast and crew, Shay, Haven, Aiden, Andy, Abby, Gabby, Olivia, Chloe, Katie, of course, Brooke. 
Um, and thank you again for listening. And I hope you all have a wonderful day.